Hey everybody, it's Travis here. Thank you for listening and tuning in to Everything and Nothing. So, how are you guys doing? Great? I hope so. I'm doing great. Okay. So, with that being said, before we get started, I want to make sure you all know when to catch me. Because I previously mentioned before how... uh. For the time being, I'm no longer doing Wednesdays and Mondays. Well, I told you Wednesdays first. And so then it was just Mondays and Fridays. But now I'm strictly on Fridays. Strictly on Fridays. It can be any time on Friday. I haven't locked down the time yet for Friday. But I'm going to try to keep it early in the day and not later in the day. Or the evening, maybe. Yeah, I don't want it to be that late. I know I do that sometimes because I prefer it. But, you know... I guess people don't really like to listen to you that late all the time. So I'm going to try to keep it earlier in the day, right? I just wanted to make sure that you all knew when to tune in to me, and that was Friday. So, now that we got that out of the way, this is going to be all you movie fans out there, for all you movie fans out there, those who are big horror film, I guess, buffs like I am. You know how the franchises that are very successful and popular that all started... Because, you know, the 80s brought us all the slasher genres, right? The slasher film franchises, I mean. You know, there were a lot of slashers that didn't have a sequel. So, I should say franchises. Specifically, all the franchises that brought us all the final girls, you know, like... The Laurie Strohs and the Cindy Prescotts and the Nancy Thompsons. Um, I always looked at those movies, and you know, you become a fan of the girls, right? And you become a fan, and you want them to survive, and you root for them, all that good stuff, right? But then, when they come back for the subsequent sequels, and the more they come back for the subsequent sequels, you always start to worry as a fan. At least I always worried. That one day, the killer would just finally catch up to them. And so, I always wonder, when with all these reboots and stuff, because, you know, Halloween, the new Halloween that came out last year, that I did a review on on here, actually, uh, that came back, and I was excited about it, because they brought Jimmy Lee back, and they were able to convince her to do another turn as Laurie Strode, and the story suited, you know, her sensibilities, and she felt like it was right, and the people behind the scenes were good, and so she came back and killed it. It was a really good version of it. And a well version of it. A really good sequel. But I guess it was like non-canon. Meaning it wasn't part of the official continuity of Halloween. Because if you follow the original continuity of Halloween. Then you know that Lori is dead in that version. And also you would know that she had a son not a daughter. So this is like a Halloween that's strictly a sequel to the first one basically wiping out the world of the sequels you know after the first one so in this version of halloween in this world she can have a daughter and you know be a survivalist and all that instead of a headmistress at a school like she was an h2o or having to fight michael off like she did in halloween 281 you know this is a different world so it's non-canon and i think I said in my article that I wrote on Vocal 
which I wish they would allow me to link it on Instagram. I don't know how to link it on Instagram. So they only let me link it on Facebook and Twitter. And so I sort of like put the link in my story on my Insta. But it, I don't know. No one's going to try to copy and paste that. So it's just like, but, you know, I figured I'd get on here and tell you guys to go on vocal and look up, you know, me or look up Scream Queen uh, something. What the title is? I forget the title. But look me up. Or you can just look me up by Travis Johnson, maybe. And you'll see everything I've written on vocal. But I wrote that article and I basically was saying, and I wanted this to be a lot of, sort of a um, companion to that article. I was saying that as a movie horror fan, horror movie fan, I always worry about the main girl finally meeting her demise. And it's scary because I'm always on the edge of my seat. Like, I was on the edge of my seat watching Halloween. Like, oh, my God, he's going to finally get Lori. He's going to finally get Lori. Even though he kind of got her in Resurrection, Halloween Resurrection, the one with Tyra Banks and Busta Rhymes. Y'all remember that one? I don't want to hate on it, but it was so awful. It was, and at this point, Michael Myers was just like a shell of his former self. He wasn't scary anymore, and it was just like you had characters that you really didn't care about, and they were on to something with that whole, you know, video found footage thing. That was like one of the earlier movies that were starting this whole trend of found footage that ended up coming afterwards in subsequent years, but the movie was just sort of trash. I'm sorry, it was. But, anyway, in that movie, at the beginning, Lori died, right? And so, you already knew she was dead, but you didn't want her to die again in this version, right? Of Halloween. And so, I was on the edge of my seat, just, like, hoping she wouldn't get killed, and she was sort of fighting back, and she was well, not sort of, she was really fighting back. And so, I always wondered, after that movie ended, and talks started happening that they'd probably do another one. I was like, okay, well, is she coming back or what? And lo and behold, she is. And they're, they just announced two more Halloween sequels. And I think the next two are going to be called Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. And I don't know if Laurie Strode is supposed to be in both of those. But I just worry that she's going to her, meet her end. And I, get, I worry about that. And with all these reboots coming back and, you know new producers give, and, and giving new takes on storylines that are old and luring back the old girls, you know, old as in, like, back in the day, not old as in old age, but, like, bring back the girls from back in the day who survived all these movies, and, you know, and not, you don't want to see them die, even though you love the character so much, and even though it might make the story realistic if she finally did die, you know, but you don't want to see it, and so I'm like, is this going to be a trend? Like, are they going to finally start killing off the only girls? You know? Another instance, an example, is Sydney Prescott from Scream, right? Well, between Scream 4 and Scream 3, there was a whole decade, right? Where we didn't have a Scream because, you know, all the parties involved didn't really want to do it or just didn't really find the right mix, you know? And no one wanted to do it without Wes Craven, I believe. And so Wes finally did it. Scream 3, I mean, Scream 4 was really good and critics liked it more than Scream 3 even though I really enjoy Scream 3 even though 2 is my favorite I really really liked 3 though you know but um 4 came back and sort of returned the 
series to its, you know, scary roots, sort of say, and it was darker and less comical, you know, it still had moments, you know, Scream always had moments of levity in it, and so watching that, I was like, oh my god, Cindy's gonna finally die, like, I was scared she was gonna finally die, right, and she almost did, and so after that movie, I was like, if they ever come out with a Scream 5, I hope they don't bring Sydney back. Because eventually, if they keep bringing these girls back who we love, eventually, I feel like they're going to try to say, okay, time for her to die now. Let's kill her off. And that scares me because I don't want to lose my favorite only girl characters or my favorite survivor girl characters in horror movies. Like, I don't want to lose them, you know? And so I always say, if Scream 5 came back, they should leave Sydney alone. Sydney fought hard for her survival. Let her live in peace and be happy. Don't have her go another round with this ghost face. Because then she's like, oh my God, is this my life? I'm going to be fighting him for the rest of my life. Someone's always trying to kill me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let her earn. She earned her happiness and her survival. Let her be, you know? And it's unique because you also have Sydney, you know, Sydney. Uh, you have her, but then you also have Gail and Dewey, and it's unique because they are like the three main characters from a horror franchise who have been in subsequent sequels and have always survived. And so I always wonder, like, if you don't bring Sydney back, should you also leave Dewey and Gail alone as well, and not bring them back? Because if you bring them back and not bring Sydney back, then surely they'll try to kill one of them, you know? And then, you know, the whole thing with Wes not being here anymore, I don't think they want to do it without him. I mean, they might, I mean, if they get Kevin Williamson to come back and write it, then I think they would consider doing it and just finding a director who's really good at this kind of stuff, you know, who can sort of not do what Wes did, but sort of, do it in a way that would make Wes proud and be a director who can maybe follow his blueprint in some ways and in some ways input his own style into the franchise, you know. And I feel like because Wes died, I don't feel like they'll ever do a Scream 5 now. But if they got Kevin Williamson to come back and write it, I think they'd be down to do it. Nev Campbell and Courtney and David. I think they would be down to do it if they got Kevin to come back and write it. So, yeah, it's just that whole scary, edgier-seat thing. Like, oh, I'm so happy they brought her back. Or I'm so happy she's back. But it's also like, are they going to finally kill her? And like I said, some people will look at that and say, that's realistic to the story if they finally kill her off. But, like, who really wants that? Nobody really wants them, you know, to die, right? So, yeah, it's just a question I wonder, like... Because I'm sure they're going to try to reboot Halloween, I mean not Halloween, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. And that's different because Nancy, when they rebooted it with West uh, in 94 and it was a new nightmare, they flipped it and subverted it in a way because Heather Landcamp was playing Heather Landcamp. She wasn't playing Nancy Thompson. You see, so that was different and that was pretty slick that whoever came up with that idea and that's what made Nightmare on Elm Street different you know that you can have Nancy back without having Nancy back because you know if you are a fan of Nightmare on Elm Street then you also know Nancy died 
in the series. So, when New Nightmare came back, and people were like, well, how is this going to happen when Nancy's dead? Well, because she's not playing Nancy. She's playing her version of herself. And so it made it different, and it sort of subverted the genre. Like, oh, this is so cool that Nancy's back, but she's not back. And so, in that way, Nightmare on Elm Street is different. So that if they did ever try to kill Sydney, like, what are they going to do? Do the same thing you did with Nightmare on Elm Street and then have Nev Campbell being chased by Ghostface? (laughs) That would make sense. Like, oh, Ghostface is real. Well, actually, that's not a bad idea. What made Scream scary was that it's actually a possibility it could happen. That's what made Scream the scariest for me. That's why it's my favorite because it's like there's no supernatural element involved. It's something that can really go down. And that's the scary thing. So if they ever wanted to do a Scream 5 and not have Sydney in it, but then have Nev in it, they could have Nev come back and be a version of herself. But can you imagine Nev running around? Who? What are you going to do? Have David and Courtney come back as David and Courtney too? Because you don't want to see Nev come back or have a Sydney come back and not have Gail and Dewey around. So what? If you're going to have a Nev Campbell screen where a real ghost face is chasing the actress Nev Campbell, then you're going to have Ghostface coming after David Arquette, the actor, and Courtney Cox, the actress. Like, (laughs) I mean, it worked for Nightmare on Elm Street because Nightmare on Elm Street is, like, very based in supernatural, based in dreams. Like, it's it's in that world where it could work. But Scream is more of a grounded franchise that I don't think that idea would work with, like, actual Sydney. Same thing with Halloween. We're going to do see Jamie Lee Curtis running around being chased after someone pretending to, to be Michael Myers? Or is Michael Myers going to break the fourth wall and come after Jamie Lee Curtis as opposed to Laurie Strode? And then if Laurie's daughter, Karen, is in the picture, are we going to have her being chased around as Judy Greer instead of Karen? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think Halloween and Scream would ever do that idea because, you know, it, it wouldn't work in their worlds. But it is an idea. I mean, any idea is better than watching your favorite final girls finally meet their end. So that was just the question that I posed and had, and I wrote that article on Vocal to sort of ask, like, would that be a good idea for them to finally die, or should they just not come back at all and be left happy and in peace, you know? So that's just one of the questions that I had about, you know, these horror movies that are coming back, and I'm sure there are more franchises that are going to be rebooted. Oh, speaking of which, because they're sort of trying to reboot. I read a couple years ago this was happening, though, that they were going to reboot I Know What You Did Last Summer. Or make a remake of that. And I don't know. I feel like it's too soon for that. But who knows? I mean, it's been 20 years. I guess it's not too soon. To me, it feels like yesterday. I'm from that generation that's like the 90s don't feel like that long ago at all, you know? So hearing that was like, what? They just came out with that. But it's like, no, Travis has been out. But, <laughs> but it feels like it came out just yesterday. Like, oh my God, like Jennifer Love Hewitt was just like on my TV. So it it sort of feels fresh still. But I don't think they should make it. But they're going to, I guess, do that. And then I heard that there was going to be an episode of a show 
on Amazon that was going to be of some show that was going to be directed based on I Know What You Did Last Summer. And that news just came out today. So I don't know how that's going to work. But yeah, that's just a question I had. And I want to let you ponder it, all you movie geeks and horror film buffs. I'm part of a good family in that regard. (laughs) So only I would think about something like that, I guess. And others who are fans of these franchises. But yeah, and with that, I want to leave you here and let you think about that. And I will talk to you later. Thanks for tuning in, and remember to catch me on Fridays. I love y'all. Love yourselves. All right, I'm gone for now. Oh, and P.S., I want you guys to go on Vocal and sign up if you want. This is not a paid ad. I'm just, I really like Vocal, and I write a lot of stuff on there, and I'm starting to get more into writing stuff on there, but it's great. You can get paid for writing stuff on there if you have a big enough audience, and so I really suggest you not only go read what I write, but you go on there if you are an aspiring writer and, you know, write some stuff yourself, and you can literally get paid for everything because they have a category for every topic that you, you know, can think of. Whether it's real life stuff, poems, and uh, stuff about the news, and fiction even. So yeah, I think you all should check out Vocal. I really like it, and I enjoy it. And it makes you feel like a real journalist or something. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to feel like that as a writer, right? Okay, just wanted to tell you guys that. Bye again. <laughs>